Wait, did you hear? <gasps> no. We're diving into the juiciest celebrity profiles of all time. I'm Beatrice Hazelhurst. And I'm Ivana Ryder. This, this is Uncover Girl. Both with our Diet Cokes. <laughs> Do you know the funniest thing that Inago told me this past weekend? Oh my God. Her like laugh out loud moment of the podcast was you describing your dream about Stephen making you a bigger <laughs> pork chop. And I was like, I was going to cut that. I've gotten a lot of feedback on the pork chop. It's, crazy. <laughs> it's resonating with people. I was like, no one wants to hear anyone talk about their dreams. Like, wh- like what? So true though. Usually so true. <laughs> That's the one instance in which, no, no, no. Oh, wait, I was just hearing recently about, oh my God, I, (laughs) we'll see if we have to cut this, but I was overhearing a meeting happening in the entertainment industry where you guessed it, a straight white man was pitching ideas and nobody likes this man. This meeting is weekly or biweekly. And he starts being like, I had this dream and I think that maybe it could be a script. And it's like literally pitching dreams and everyone is slacking each other, like, kill us. Like, wait, you is- overheard this at a cafe yes. or? Yes, at a cafe. Let's say a cafe. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And it was unbelievable to see the confidence to be in a meeting where like everyone is there because you've requested people's presence and the way that you are wasting their times no ideas nothing is fleshed out you're you have terrible instincts and you're just generally vaguely talking about a dream and maybe it could be something it's sad it's even hard like with a partner or a friend they're like oh my god i had a dream that like you cheated on me and you're just like oh yeah there's nothing to respond other than like, mm, that's so true. Yeah. What are you going to say? Why do you think you had that dream? And then just open yeah. a whole can of worms? Like, we don't no, have and also I, I've spoken with a dream analyst who, if you've had dreams of you cheating or your partner's had dreams of cheating, it actually rarely ever means anything to do with like their attraction for someone else. Dreams are symbolic and they were like, Usually if you dream of an ex-boyfriend, it's not that you miss that person. It often is way more about that you miss miss a past version of yourself or something about your mind or your thoughts have been going back to that time in your life. It rarely has anything to do with that other person. It's like an uncertainty, yeah. anxious thing. Yeah. And also you just can't make up faces in dreams. Do you know that? Every face you've ever seen in your dream is a face you've seen. Yeah. Because did you hear about the NPC thing? Or it's like the simulation is that you're mind cannot keep up like with what your eyes are seeing or vice versa and then when you go to like an airport half of those faces aren't real you have just superimposed (laughs) faces of people you have met once onto random strangers so it's literally like am i seeing any of this like people take out their phones to record because they're like any of these faces (laughs) what i'm actually processing yeah so nothing is real stop recording (laughs) we need a two-hour break isn't that crazy? Yeah. No, that, no, yeah. Our mind is just keeping up, just flattening things for us to make life livable. Yeah. Well, do you believe in like the simulation? Is this too big of a question? To, no, to no. I, I believe in the part of it that I just think that we, like the airport image, we cannot process everything that's happening at a given time. Even mm-hmm. think about being in a grocery store. 
if you really processed how much stuff is in there, how many people are around you, all the scenes, every individual almond that that store contains, you would lose your mind. You'd start screaming. You'd yeah, you run would. through the aisles screaming. That must be what insanity is. Yeah. You're just, you are aware of what is actually the what's going on. Yeah. That's just too much to process. Yeah. Wow. Do you believe in it? I think to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. Like the multiverse. Like, is that? Oh, yeah. 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 Oof yeah i find that stuff really really hard to tackle though like the yeah. the infinity of the universe like ever expanding ever it's growing every second, <laughs> growing every second <laughs> like faster than the speed of light like yeah. it is just really difficult to fathom and obviously there's been so much alien talk right now We've i been know really alien strong um and the fact that we know more about space than we know about the deep seas that these are all oh, the facts that really if don't. i think too hard about it i'm like <gasps> do i do you fear aliens no, I don't think so. Do you fear death? No. No? Well, I almost got hit by a car a few months ago. Like, really almost got hit by a car. Um, which will lead me to my inspiration shortly. <laughs> it's also car-based. But it was the closest I've come to death for sure. It was like a, an SUV was hurtling towards me and it was not slowing down. It was speeding up. And I was walking Holly on a street. <gasps> and he just clearly didn't see me because the visibility there. He's so high up. Of course. And he was tearing through um, to turn. Do you know those insane people that when a light turns green and they're turning left, they decide that they're going to go ahead of the Yeah, cars. they're going to beat the cars coming. They're going to the beat the traffic. cars. Yeah. Yes. So he was trying to beat the onward traffic and... The only reason he didn't hit me was because he basically, like, at the last second, turned and uh, ate the curb, like, went up onto the sidewalk. That was the only way he was going to miss me. It was like either he barrels into a car or barrels onto the sidewalk. And in that moment, I really did. I was very shaken up. These two sweet ladies came and checked on me after and were like, we saw the whole thing. We thought we were going to watch you die. Are you okay? And I, in that moment, really did feel I'm not ready to go. It's not my time. Mm. And before that, I had been saying, like, I feel so at peace with my life right now. And I feel so, like, lucky and grateful that if I died tragically, I think that it, I would really be able to close my eyes saying, like, I did everything I wanted to. I have everyone I could dream of. But in that moment, I was not ready to go. I was not ready to close my eyes peacefully and go. So I guess I do. I fear, I think, the method more than the thought itself. I Yeah, I think for me, it's the it's the method, but it's also... Yeah, it's the leaving people behind. I used to be very romantic yeah. about it in the sense of like, oh, like a Marilyn Monroe, 36, like mm-hmm. gorgeous. And I've had like people say to me, you know, I, I think 70 is a good cutoff. And now I'm like, that is a child. There's That's so much child. left to learn. 70? Yes. Too young. And it's when a star dies and they were 78. And my the first words out of my mouth always, too young, way too mm. young, way too young to go. Yeah. No, I think we'll live a long time. I, who's to say? I, I, I think it's so true. too. I think I'm truly believing more than ever. And I don't know if like the Argos feel similarly. Like I'm just noticing a real reciprocation, like a karmic energy in the universe more than I ever have. And I, I, I'm I, really not woo-woo saying that. I feel like I want to disappear and shrivel into no, a little hole. No, I'm but, eating it up. I'm loving it. <laughs> but I, I, I'm really seeing this reflection. And when something's off with people things start falling through yes and it has always been the case in my own life when something's off kilter everything starts crumbling and my decisions or my choices have real-time consequences that 
ripple throughout different areas of life for example if something goes like tits up with a job like it's reflected in a friendship breakup yes I'm getting evicted like it's all these things and when things are stabilized it generally has more of a placid result yeah and I think that this is in everyone's lexicon even those that don't identify as woo woo the whole it comes in threes I just think is Mm. you know all bad things come in threes is just an example of exactly that. When something goes wrong and you start panicking, you start freaking out. It's like, oh, no, no, poor me. Life is against me. Then everything bad happens all at once. And like, I feel like, you know, people, I know people that are magnets for that. Yeah. And it's really hard to watch. It is. It is. And then on the flip side, I also know people who are magnets only for good things, who are truly walking through world like on a cloud. Absolutely. Where it's like, I found a hundred dollar bill on the ground and then I... I didn't just get one job offer. I got three. I pitted them all against each other. You know, all of these like wonderful, wonderful things happen all the time. Or things that like should not work out in so many different ways, but somehow end up doing so for these people. Yeah. I don't know what it is. If it's luck, if it's blessings, if it's like a willingness to just put yourself out there and be like, come what may. But I feel like I have felt a shift in myself in that I've started to approach things with a lot less stress and micromanagement yeah. and I've been kind of way more chill and I I've had people around me say that to me that like I've noticed a, a difference in you you are very like it's kind of rough but it's honestly going to be fine because it's always been fine in the past yeah and because of that I haven't let myself truly spiral I remember when I lived in New York the word was spiral everyone said it all the time mm. I'm spiraling I'm spiraling I'm in a spiral and it was near constant. You showed up to a drink and you were like, oh my God, spiraling. How are you? Yeah, you're right. I've really just tried to shift away from that outlook. Oh yeah, me too. I also find that I have way less tolerance for it mm. in other people. Like, oh, when I've talked about this at length. I know. The complaining we've talked about. For years. Yeah. When someone is complaining for years, it's become more and more hard. I used to be able to listen to people complain 15 hours a day, every day. Like no mm. problem could take it all and now one i hate i hate to do it i do it i reserve like one day a year and i've used my day this year (laughs) i've used my day i think there's a difference between like complaining and like an overarching like negativity or an unwillingness an unwillingness Mm. to be curious in the upside I don't know, whatever. We had someone tell us recently that they lost all their handbags or something like that. And yeah. it's like, yeah, but I'm I'm starting afresh. Like, this is what it is, you know? And it sucks in the moment. But, like, you've got to try and find that twist because then I otherwise I just don't think life is survivable. I agree. And because really what is complaining when you boil it down? I think it's just an unwillingness to accept what's happening. That's complaining, which I think is different from... Venting. I think it, it's different than it's like an unwillingness to embrace reality in that moment yeah and instead fighting against it yes yeah and that tension yeah that just leads to more tension that's exactly right yeah and it's like you know when it's productive when it's not i think venting can be productive I when agree. you when you see someone and you're like hey i have to get something off my chest like i'm really bothered can by i something. just talk this out yeah because i think from that you are accepting in some way and also you're trying to learn or figure out a different way to look at it through saying it all out loud, but complaining. I don't think there's, yeah, it's no curiosity. Mm-hmm. You can't be curious and complain at the same time. No. It's the backward no. C's. I know. Like Chanel. Exactly. That's that. <laughs> That's what the <laughs> Chanel logo represents to me. Complain. Complain curious, and curious. Calm. Married together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my 
my god oh my god what a, what a way to kick us off this really does lead well into your inspiration so i think you should go from here it's true yeah my inspiration and i'll keep it brief i have a scratched car and i scratched it doing something so dumb just cut a wall too close scratched the entire side of the car like three days after i got it for the mm. first time first car never had a car before it's huge deal i scratched it i wept i was so bummed and then this week my little sister scratched my dad's car she was driving it to a dermatology appointment in north carolina and she just backed up and scratched someone's car in a parking lot the woman called the police my sister who is more of a people pleaser and like cannot bear to hurt anyone or anything i texted her saying this and i want to just say this to all the uggos out there it's okay to scratch your car it's okay to scratch your car i think that if your car is scratched right now that's cool and i think that more more cars should be scratched and i think we need to stop treating them so preciously even though it will hurt us probably in the long run. <laughs> I'm just saying to you right now that this life is short. And if you scratch your car, don't put yourself into a cell for it. You're not a criminal. So I release you. As someone who whose parents have described her on multiple occasions as a product tester, oh. I fully endorse <laughs> this message. I, I cannot believe anything in my life is still hanging on, hanging in there. I know. I do watch you handle your laptop. Like I've never seen anyone do it like you. <laughs> Beatrice will show up somewhere. We're at sea and Beatrice is holding her laptop with like her pinky finger, like six drinks like on it. It's a tray. Uh, yeah. No, I've never seen a case. You absolutely don't own one to my no, knowledge. You're just throwing them like on the floor into like burlap sacks basically. And then throwing <laughs> those burlap sacks over your shoulder. It's like the craziest thing. And I'm looking right now. You like have two Pinocchio in front running of you. away from home. No, it is. You have your little ransack and you just, that's Tied how, to a stick. Yeah, yep. That's how you're walking around the streets of LA. So if you see her, stop her and tell her to buy a laptop case. I know. I still, I've never ever in my life had a laptop case. Unbelievable. But I believe in the persistence of things. And if it's you meant to be, it, if it's, it's meant, meant to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. to, to bring it all back to your near-death experience in cars in general, we were just driving to Nevada and four of us in the car, two couples, and we saw a man scratching his car along the side of the barrier. No. You know the freeway barrier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was just driving. Like he must have been going like 30 miles an hour just driving scratched along the freeway barrier we were kind of like what's going on this oh, is no. crazy blake the the boyfriend of of one of my friends and a friend kind of came to in the moment and was like this guy's passed out or <gasps> he's fallen asleep like something's yeah. happened we get close to him and this man is having a full seizure no his car is just dragging along the barrier and then he proceeds slowly to cross three lanes of traffic and a slow diagonal crawl across three lanes of freeway traffic on the i-95 we are slowed down now we have like hazard lights on bailey my friend is calling 911 we're describing our location what the car looks like what's happening the guy's now been seizuring for at least like two and a half minutes oh my god oh my god dude it was crazy it was like watching something in slow motion we see a car barreling no. towards him no 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 yes as he's crossing these lanes of traffic and i'm like at this point just like whoa whoa, whoa. like someone's got to get out on this freeway like someone's got to get out on this car and stop this car pivots the last moment he then crashes into the opposite barrier like a good kind of slow crash which was really good okay and then we kind of pull up beside him like we're watching him for a second and then of course 
people drive around us like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop. And you're like, Humanity. are you crazy? Can you not tell that this is an emergency? This person is clearly crashed into a barrier. And we are stopped in the middle of the freeway next to them. Like, what are you what else could be about? happening? What else could be happening? I saw a friend and I had to stop and say, <laughs> yes, hey. You're like, stop. Are you here too? <laughs> are you off to Vegas, babe? Where are you going tonight? <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, it felt like that scene in Clueless where she's driving for the first time on the freeway. Yeah, Dion, yeah, and she's yeah, just yeah. like, no, that's yeah. such a powerful scene. Yeah, no, that was that scene was visceral. Yeah, that I mean, the directing there. I have chills. I have full body chills. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was very intense. It was very intense. And weirdly, I want to say that my inspiration also corresponds with this overarching subject matter, which is that I just did an interview. With a young, hot, fresh DJ producer, a real cutie, 21, has had one of these like, ins- I, don't, I don't think this is like wrong for me to talk about because I'm just truly fascinated by his life. He heard Skrillex's bangerang on the radio when he was like 11, literally had like a orgasmic come to moment of like, this is what I want to do. This is what I need to do. And then pursued music production so vehemently dm'd diplo has now had a 10-year relationship with diplo went back from when he was 11 11, went up and then played his first gig at 14 and that was like kicked off and then has had these moments where like he started to really dislike his music and then i can't believe i'm talking about it it (laughs) i was so interested really started to dislike his music decided to start releasing music anonymously on soundcloud so it wasn't attached to his artist project and then it blew up from his anonymous account. So now he's had two viral moments off the back of two dramatically different sounds. And I said to him, okay, this is crazy between, you know, the Diplo, the Skrillex moment that rerouted your whole life. Oh, and he ended up sneaking into a Rick Owens show and Michelle, Rick Owens wife happens to sit next to him and start talking to him. And then he befriends them. And now he is close friends with Rick and Michelle. I was like, this is truly lightning striking over and over again for you. Like, you must be the luckiest kid on the planet. Like, this is crazy. And he said to me, and I quote, yeah, God's been chill to me. I love it. And I thought, I love it. that's a lower back tattoo if there ever was one. Yeah. God has been chill to me. I... I love it. I think it says everything it needs to say. It's the energy I'm now approaching the rest of my life with. That, I agree. No, yeah. I'm taking this and I'm borrowing it. And God isn't necessarily Islamic, Christian, um, Buddhist, Hindu. Like, it's just God. Mm-hmm. And he's being chill. With me. With me. Let yeah. that comfort you. That is going to wrap me up in a weighted blanket. Yeah. And I'm going to not off to sleep every night thinking no. God is chill to me. Yeah. Say it over and over again. Say it now. Nice. <laughs> I uh I have to say that this week we're we're talking about someone who God has also been chill to. Yo, I would oh say. My God. Uh, who what who an does? incredible <laughs> transition. <laughs> has talked about how much she loves God and like really does thank God. No, God, this one is a God faring woman. Yeah. And it shows and this is also someone who does not complain. Under any circumstances, this is someone who, oh my God, do they work hard. And they have, I think, earned everything that they have now. I think the headline of this piece is also very befitting of our current subject matter. I agree. Please. Above and Beyonce. (laughs) 
<laughs> Tell me that's not exactly aligned with everything we've been discussing. Chills oh my again. God. Chills again. No, it's per- it's completely in line. It makes sense. We put ourselves in the headspace and now we flourish. Let me set the scene for you. It's 2005. This profile was in Vanity Fair. Um, 2005, an absolutely insane year for music. Yeah. Hollaback Girl. Mm-hmm. Candy Shop. 50 Cent. Since You've Been Gone, Kelly Clarkson, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Green Day, mm. Drop It Like It's Hot, Snoop Dogg. Every song, single, song that you think of when you think of the word music probably came out in 2005. Yeah, I also want to say um, I Write Since Not Tragedies came out in 2005. Yep. So did um, Not Fall Out Boy. Panic at the Disco? No, no, Panic at the Disco was I Write Since Not Oh, Tragedies. right, yeah, yeah. Um, not Fall Out Boy, um, When I Was a Young Boy. Oh, My Chemical Romance. Yeah, my, can I just see when that came out? I bet it's 2005. Can we just check? We're checking. We're checking live. Cool romance. Um, what is it? To the Black Parade. Yeah. 2006, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, by, yeah, it yeah. was being written it was by this a hair. time. Yeah, a hair. And this is also the year that Destiny's Child breaks up, which we will get into later. But this profile... As you probably know, Beyonce fans out there, and even non-Beyonce fans, Beyonce does not do profiles anymore. No. The last profile. Not even that. I don't think she does interviews. No. Like on camera, right? Nothing. No, nothing. Nothing. No, no, no. And she doesn't need to. She doesn't need the press. No, absolutely not. Um, As we record this, Beyonce is currently ripping around the world doing the Renaissance tour, which is being credited for a literal bump in the economy. They're referring to this phenomenon as the Beyonce bump uh, because the shows are bringing in so much travel and commerce to all of these random cities that she is popping up in. And the show looks incredible. She, I think, is the best living performer of our time. For sure. And she knows how to put on a show. My God. And this is different. We started this season with Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. who is someone that we do have profiles of. And we can we can check in with Taylor Swift in... At various points of yeah, her career. 2011, 2013, 2020. We can look and see and she can sort of speak to Beyonce. All communication is cut after a GQ profile in 2013. So... Do you know what that was? So I read so many Beyonce profiles to prep for this the GQ being one of them. There are theories that she did an interview with Tyra Banks, which if you have not seen, go watch. It's tragic and cringy. It's basically like her being like, if you were a sandwich, what sandwich would you be? And like people mark that as the beginning of the end Mm. where Beyonce was just like, I actually do not have to do this and it's not helping anything. I don't want to be here. It's not helping my career. I will say this profile contains some of the early hints. She talks a lot about being private. She talks a lot about how she absolutely did not speak about her relationship with Jay-Z for years. They did not address whether they were together. They would go on vacation together and, you know, jump off yachts together. But she is just not interested in explaining to the public what she's doing. And I think she's done a beautiful job with it. But this year, 2005, is a huge one. And this profile catches her on the heels of the Destiny's Child breakup. And there is just... She's also a couple years into seeing Jay-Z. Their first collaboration was in 2002 when he asked her to be a vocalist on Bonnie and Clyde. And then Dangerously in Love, her debut first out of the group solo album came out in 2003. She was 21 years old. <laughs> and this it's album, hard to watch that video through that lens of like, this is a 21 year old girl. I know. Because she's such a woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And they talk about that. 
She's a Virgo, as am I. So I'm obsessed with her. Kindred spirit. Yeah. I, I really do love and admire her. Lemonade came to my life at a time that I really needed it. A dear friend, Jack, and I would sit and watch those those videos over and over and over and over again. The visual album, Coachella, her performance, I think, is absolutely iconic. And um, before we dive into the profile, I would just like to get a temperature check because I know that you're not like fully in. No. Where, where, where are you at with Beyonce? No, I think she is like a living legend. That is something that is totally indisputable. When you say the best living performer, I agree. Totally. I think in terms of my type of celebrity, she is not that. Like I, mm. I like someone who is a lot more fallible and I don't think that's Beyonce and that's not what you come to Beyonce for. But in the same breath, can I absolutely appreciate her I, I can't. I think the other thing I've said in the past in other episodes is that like her voice doesn't really do it for me. That's something that is so niche and specific and is so preference based that I can't explain. But I like love her music and love her. But her voice doesn't like capture me and give me chills in the way that other performers might. But yeah, my God, like there's no... There's no double threat quite like her. Like the the woman can do everything. Run hundred yard sprints while maintaining perfect pitch and a eight count note. It's unreal. It's unreal. Yeah, which is something that she's been training for since the beginning. In this yeah. profile, she talks about how when she first got started, her dad would make her run and sing at the same time, so she had the vocal stamina to do it. So let's get into it. Yeah, I'd like to start with I think the subhead. At 24, Beyonce Knowles has the term. Ha- <laughs> At 24, Beyonce Knowles has the determination of a veteran, the manners of a lady, and the dazzle of the biggest star to emerge from the biggest-selling female group in the world. But the secret to her shockingly scandal-free success may lie in the contradiction between her natural modesty. Just when did her romance with hip hop's coolest guy Jay Z get started anyway? And her uninhibited performances, Lisa Robinson learns about Beyonce's sexy alter ego, her farewell to Destiny's Child, and why she still needs to go all the way. So one, Lisa Robinson, I'm totally obsessed. She is brilliant and now still is doing profiles, just profiled Sydney Lauper a month ago, did Lizzo, has done Kendrick Lamar, has done all these amazing, huge music profiles. Uh, she's a journalist and writer. She's written three books and she has... Such a cool history. She um, she toured with the Rolling Stones, and she was one of the only people to do a televised interview with Freddie Mercury in 1984. What? Yes. Because um, I wondered how old she was when she headed up the Vanity Fair music profile section for like six years in the early 2000s. Yep. I was like, what is she? Who is this person? Yeah. No, she's interviewed everyone from the Rolling Stones to Led Zeppelin to Michael Jackson, U2, David Bowie, like anyone that you would regard as one of the greats. She's interviewed them. And her books, um, the one that I am going to order, actually, um, is Nobody Ever Asked Me About the Girls, Women, Music and Fame, where she talks. She talked to all these female musicians. And I was like, that's so cool. Very meet me in the bathroom. And yeah, she's just a fabulous writer. I read her other profiles and I really like her style. So this one really rose to the top of Beyonce in this era. This is how the profile opens. Dressed in jeans, a low cut, filmy top, big hoop earrings and strappy high heeled sandals. Beyonce is sitting on a sofa in her assistant and cousin Angela's Manhattan high rise apartment. 
On a sunny May afternoon, wearing very little makeup, she looks even younger than her then 23 years. Downstairs, a convoy of SUVs are lined up to take her to the West Side Recording Studio, where she'll work on songs for her second solo album. Upstairs, we're waiting for pizza and talking about shoes, specifically a shoe crisis that occurred in the middle of this past year's Oscar telecast. So we're like setting the scene. She's cute. Pizza, of course. You know, hot girls and pizza. A match made in heaven. And they basically open on this very sweet anecdote where we discover that Beyonce, who performed at the Oscars this year, one of her shoes wasn't buckled in, and she had to basically perform the entire ceremony without a mic, like a headset and balancing on one high heel on her tippy toes and like make her way down a staircase in front of Hollywood's A-list. And she did it. She pulled it off. No one would ever know. I watched the video. You would never know. And Yeah, you watched it. Yeah. I was tempted to. Yeah. Yeah. You would never know. You would never know wow. that there is like a full panic. And you can see now, I've loved watching the videos from the Renaissance tour where there is like an issue or a fan isn't turned on or whatever. And she is so good at covering up a on stage. A mistake. A mistake. Yeah. And it's because we talked about perfection earlier. And like, there is no one that is infallible like Beyonce. She does not make mistakes. To your point about how you like your pop star is more fallible than this. Mm. She is unfallible. Everything is so, I mean, the rehearsal schedules alone seem like they're bananas. And this is all something that she got clearly from her upbringing and her early days. And I feel like it's so unfortunate and it's so unfair for me to say that because it's like, it's very much like the, you can have it all trope. Like that's what she represents. And there's a lot of people that are really uncomfortable with that. And I just, yeah, it just feels, I know how hard she's working to make it look so effortless. It's the duck on the water furiously paddling just to glide across the top. It doesn't feel fair of me to be like, but I want you to be more human when clearly she came of age and came to stardom in an era where there was no room for humanity. Unfortunately, I am just like slightly later in the generation scale i'm slightly you know younger when it comes to the beyonce super fan and i just yeah it just doesn't really resonate with me no i totally understand and it's clear that the way that she's viewing it now i would assume is that she and in this interview we'll get into it because her quotes are plentiful she talks about her childhood her first boyfriend and how she met him at church things that we would have no way of knowing today because they would never come out. She would never share intimate details about her life, her kids' lives. Any of those things are not for us to consume as the public no. anymore. And they were at this time. It reminds me a lot of Dolly Parton. Her famous quote, I think, is if there was a fire, I would still make time for hair and makeup. She will not <laughs> leave the house without being absolutely perfect. And because of that, she's like notoriously private and doesn't share anything. But if she's outside in the public, she's like... I'm going to be Dolly Parton. Yeah. But other other than that, you don't get access to me. So while some stars are like, oh my God, I'm just trying to grab a bagel. Can you not talk to me? Can you not ask for a selfie? It's like these women, when they decide to put on the shell, yeah, yeah. they're on. Yeah, totally. They're totally accessible. Yep. And then when they take it off, they completely disappear. Yeah, that's so true. Dolly's a good one. Do you know that um, Charlotte Tilbury 
Her husband has never seen her without makeup on. I told you that. You did? Yeah. <laughs> it I think still you told me, me on the podcast, probably. No, no, I don't think. So. I think no. it was a, it was year, like ages ago. Yeah. Because, but it still haunts me. I know. I think about it all detail. the time now. Yeah. She goes to sleep with makeup on and then wakes up earlier than him and puts a full face on, which is just, it's not even that, like, I don't find anything morally wrong with no, that. Like, no, no. A, a lot of people are like, you know, like your husband doesn't know you, whatever. None of that phases me. It's. The sheer effort yeah. of just always making sure, because you know when you used to do that when you had like a one night stand with people yes. or something and you had like pimples and you were like, okay, I'm going to get I'll up wake and put up yeah, on no and like idea. make sure I'm all set. <laughs> but that's like, that is years and years and years of habit and routine and maintaining like a facade that is so tough. I can't fathom it. Sometimes, do you feel like this? Sometimes I put makeup on and I'm like kind of worse than before wait i've <laughs> just i was just thinking about that no i was like i don't know yeah it's worse it's worse. i preferred the other way i know and i never used to feel like that neither did i oh my I god i like was oh my god pounding. yes i was like this is such an upgrade like <laughs> my pale white ghost face <laughs> foundation two shades light or two shades dark can't yeah. get it right i'm weirdly coming to and like having a moment of discomfort in makeup which is new new for me yeah no, I'm I'm also going through a very similar thing. Okay, back to Beyonce. She famously is comfortable with herself. I love all the footage of her without makeup on. She's just a beautiful woman. Oh my God. She's um, just objectively so gorgeous. Oh yeah. yeah. It's summed up beautifully in this quote here. Lisa does a gorgeous job. Here's the thing about Beyonce Knowles. Whether it's a flawless performance in front of millions balanced on one foot or privately limiting herself to a tiny slice of carbohydrates. This supremely talented singer, dancer, songwriter, producer, and actress who started performing at the age of seven has in just 17 years in show business absorbed a lifetime's worth of focus, determination, and discipline. Can I just go jump back for just one minute? Of course. The hot girls and pizza. We I, skipped over I, this I, whole I, plot, I, I, but I just, <laughs> this really stayed with me because the, basically the writer's like, no, not pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't show me that. Why can't it just look at that again? Five pounds. <laughs> always, always. So this writer is like abjectly opposed to this pizza arriving. And then... Beyonce says, one little piece won't kill you. And then she said, this writer goes, I recall being at a Grammy party last February when a plate of cakes and cookies were brought to our table and Beyonce took a knife and cut a teensy slice of a two inch square brownie. If you cut little slices, she told me at the time, it's not so bad. <laughs> Her setting the record straight. <laughs> There's two things I wanted to pull away from this. It's like, a, a little slither of a brownie. A little slither of brownie. It reminds me of the Yolanda Hadid video where she, she says to Gigi as Gigi has like cut into her birthday cake, this is the hardest day for our diet. Oh my God. And then our? <laughs> and then proceeds to allow Gigi to have, it was maybe like a square inch. No. Like she cuts the a tiny slither of cake, breaks it in half and breaks it again. And then it becomes like a little square inch. This stayed with oh me. Oh my God. Also, I, we have to start talking about our diet, me and you. What do you Just mean? like in, in public to be like, oh my God, this is tough for our diet. Oh yeah. yeah like yeah. our collective diet, the diet that you the and diet I share. The diet that never ends. The diet that I know. Because also that is like such a myth that you should stay on a diet all year round all that's doing is like decreasing your maintenance calories to the point that if you ever have more than a tiny inch of brownie it'll you, all pack on it'll pack on whereas 
obviously like you want to eat like a normal human being you cannot stay in a diet at all times it's supposed to be like three to four months at the absolute max 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 max. yeah sorry that was a quick psa to jump in with Mm -hmm. but this also struck me as interesting because it is lisa bringing up the fact that she has already hung out with beyonce yes and i was like okay this woman is in the circle she's not Yeah, this is not a random journalist who's been assigned this project. No, and later she pulls a beautiful quote from Jay-Z at a point that they're at a Grammys party and she asks him about Beyonce and like why he had her on his song. And he answers in the sweetest way. We'll get to it. Yeah. It's just unbelievable what Beyonce has accomplished in such a short amount of time. And what I love here is that we so rarely now, Beyonce is such a mega performer and an icon. We rarely think about her past or her childhood or how it all came to be feels like lore at this point but to give you a brief breakdown when she was nine she got started in a girls group called girls time and they were going to be on star search but they lost but she became completely obsessed and was practicing dance routines and like wearing costumes and getting media training from her dad who would eventually quit his job to manage destiny's child beyonce co-wrote destiny's child first hit when she was 17 and the hits just kept coming after that yeah i don't think she gets credited very often as a writer no but she was so young when she did it she's the same age as britney spears if that contextualizes things that does yeah isn't that really interesting how old is she right now 41 about to turn 42 in september okay virgo season Mm. yeah as we call it in the community (laughs) (laughs) and then dangerously in love comes out in 2003 and it sold more than 7 million albums she got five grammy nominations and she also got a slew of movie yeah. roles were clearly coming to her. Gold member era. Yeah. Pink Panther. Mm-hmm. Did you just, have you seen it? Yes. So yes, chaotic. Yeah. I know. Um, Dream Girls. Incredible. That one. Oh, my God. Moves me to my core. And so it was basically clear. She's on the TV. She's on the radio. She's at the Grammys. She's performing at the Oscars. She is everywhere right now. Right. I loved this quote where she sort of speaks honestly about her growing up she says oh this was my favorite quote of the whole piece i didn't grow up poor Mm -hmm. i know this is one would never happen today no one would say never 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 would never admit to it no there's such adversity porn in media yeah it's like even if you grew up middle class and went to private school everyone is like well my dad worked a lot and like I, i had a really tough go of it as a result so she says i didn't grow up poor i went to private school We had a very nice house, cars, a housekeeper. I wasn't doing this because I didn't have a choice or to support the family or because I had to get out of a bad situation. I just was determined. This is what I wanted to do so bad. Which I love. I love. And that is a reality for so many stars or now supernovas like the Taylor Swift of the world. It was like thoroughly middle class or upper middle class upbringings and they just had family that were willing to get on board yeah and that is like and and see their talent through and then clearly like Beyonce is just driven by her own talent and it's like I just want to make this happen for myself that's fine Mm -hmm. I agree and there's something about it that feels really pure of she's here on her own accord it's not a Janine McCurdy story Mm. which those are awful you know there I mean child stars to be a young person is such a position of both power and powerlessness. Yes. And there's something just really 
commendable about her owning up to the fact that she just really wanted this and she was willing to work so fucking hard for it. She also makes it really clear that she was not a child star. Yeah. Like she was a child star, but she yeah, was not yeah. a child star. Yeah. Like she really had a normal kind of talent quest type upbringing mm-hmm. and then just happened to you know, fall into what would become like the, well, I mean, not happen. There was a lot of, there was a lot of strings being pulled in terms of like how her her shared determination, but happened to create one of the most successful girl groups of all time. It wasn't all roses for her. No. The group almost didn't happen. The initial iteration broke up and she says, I was so depressed. I didn't leave my room for weeks. I learned from it. But at the time I was sick. This was my dream. And it wasn't just the career. Those were my friends. It was like a breakup, like breaking up with your boyfriend. But Kelly and I decided to try and get two more girls and still do the video for say my name. Yeah. So initially the Destiny's Child had four women. Mm hmm. Beyonce, Kelly Rowland, and two others, those two left and then filed a lawsuit that claimed, like, Matthew Knowles, who was managing the group at the time, like, favored Beyonce, of course, his daughter. I mean, he did. I mean, of course he did. Yeah, obviously. Like, Wouldn't naturally. you? Yeah, oh, for sure. And then two other women joined with one then falling off, and then it was the trio, Michelle, Kelly, and Beyonce. Yeah. And she talks about working with her dad, which is always something that, I mean, one, of course, we would never hear about this now, but she talks about how it's not an easy thing, she says working with your father. We bump heads. We have arguments. People expect me to be a certain way, like a Diana Ross. And they expect my father to be like Joe Jackson, because that's been the pattern when parents manage children. People think he just controls everything and does everything. But I actually control everything. I loved that. Me too. To have that sort of resolve also at this age, I I don't know many 23-year-olds who see their parents as people versus seeing their parents as deities. And I think that that happens I don't know, 25 on, the cracks <laughs> begin to show. Begin yeah. to show, or something traumatic has happened to you early in life, and then the cracks have shown all along. But mm-hmm. she knows what she's doing. For sure. She knew it then, she knows it now. This, like, this whole profile, the way it kind of moves is totally on her terms. On her terms. She also clearly pushes back. At one point, Lisa asks about if they were paid $7 million to do a bat mitzvah. There was like a story circulating at the time. And uh, she doesn't address it, really. She says, like, we weren't paid $7 million, but we did do a bat mitzvah. And I don't think it's appropriate to talk about money. And I'm like, Yeah, I found that so funny. (laughs) Shut down. Yeah, truly. But we get so much from her in a way that just does not happen. And so this feels like such a relic. We learn about her and her dad. We learn about early Destiny's Child on the heels of it breaking up, which clearly... It was a planned thing. Um, at the time, in 2005, when the news broke, it was people were in the streets. People were so upset. But Beyonce says that this was decided upon way ahead of time. And they knew that this was going to be the last album. And obviously, we don't know what's happened behind the scenes, but it seems amicable. She had them come on for a surprise performance at her Coachella set, and they all have said nothing but nice things about each other. Yeah, it's really rare to, for a yeah. band to go that way. I know. Fifth Harmony, I feel like there was nastiness there. Yeah, but that was also a group formed by executives. That's versus, so true. Yeah. Like, People friends. choosing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. I found it really interesting how, I mean, this is a, this is just a, a, a technique that I really loved. And like this crops up a lot in profiles and I am obsessed with it. But Lisa lists out all of Beyonce's contemporaries like misdoings okay and I, I we got we're gonna get into this okay. we're gonna get into this yeah 
go now now and oh yeah, now yeah. read it out yeah it. no oh, th- okay. this is exactly what i was leading to yeah so uh, i mean she talks about the fact that obviously she's been so protective over her relationship with jay-z who at this point is not only a rapper but like a record exec an entrepreneur like just a badass guy i actually i was a little bit too young i don't remember him having the chokehold that he clearly did over the music industry at this time but i mean he's clearly the goat to so many people yeah. it's just it wasn't my my era i think yeah i think we're too young yeah just like just slightly slightly too young it seemed to be like very early 2000s she talks about the fact that you will never see beyonce and jay-z on a reality show where they eat with their hands and discuss bodily functions or beyonce kissing madonna on tv or beyonce throwing plates in the middle of a drunken fight or racing to his boyfriend's arms when he's released from jail or ever having a boyfriend in jail no quickie las vegas marriage or annulment no jumping on sofas during Oprah. So all of these are real things. Obviously, Tom Cruise jumped on Oprah's sofa. Britney, Britney yeah. Madonna, you know, and she's had the boyfriend in jail as well, as far as I can remember. So what Lisa is pointing to here is that even though she's Beyonce, she's bootylicious. She has the sexy, like twerking and crazy in love. She has maintained the sense of decorum, wherein Beyonce Knowles is very much a lady. And... Lisa poses the question, when was the last time you heard that word used to describe a superstar? So I think this is so interesting. I think this is so interesting. And I think this is when we have to discuss the fact that Beyonce is black. And Mm. if she did any of these things, one of these things, she would be skewered in the public eye in a way that Britney was not in a way that Jessica Simpson was not in a way that so many of her contemporaries can get away with these things. And I, I just think that there is not a world in which Beyonce could have been messy in public over and over again and have the world still be on her side. But then to play devil's advocate, I don't think that Britney and Jessica emerged with the world on their side. They were branded like white trash it was pretty over for them as well. What kept them going was these, in Britney's case, enormous fan bases and like bangers. Yeah. I agree that if Beyonce did any of these, I mean, Beyonce like the Tom Cruise Madonna, jumping on the couch, I think would have been fine. <laughs> you think if Beyonce jumped on a couch and like went insane during an interview that everyone would be like, we love her. I think her talent outweighs it. Yeah. In the same way it kind of did for Tom Cruise ultimately, right? No, and I I agree. Actually, I think you're right. I think we're both right in that like talent plays such a huge role in people's relevance, obviously. I don't know how. Not not even relevance or what we're willing to forgive. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of controversy associated with Tom Cruise and yet we're still lining up for Mission Impossible 8. Yeah. You know, like Britney Spears, like we can't even get into this about how much there's been there and yet it's free Britney all the way. So I I agree that race and, and blackness here plays like a, a really big role in like her self-preservation and her own image. But I think we've also had like kind of messier black women superstars since who may not be at the same level as Beyonce, but still like stay in the zeitgeist. Oh, yeah. And I think we're more accepting of it now. Like, I think of a Cardi B and how she has paved the way for both owning your past and being messy and doing whatever you want, sort of, and having unapologetically. Throwing mics at fans on stage. Yeah. Do you think a Cardi B could have happened in 2005? 
Cardi B coming up in 2005? No, because Cardi B was a social media star. That's yeah. how she got her start. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was any other path at this point in time other than the traditional one of you get signed, you make a hit, you do the little dance. Like everything is very Britney track pop stardom. Yeah. You know, it's just super, super produced and well packaged. And you do have to be a good girl for all of that to work. But Beyonce, and I think... Th- her if if she was sitting here right now i think her (laughs) argument would be that lemonade was the first time she really dropped the veil yep and i don't even think that was really dropping the veil like that was taylor swift easter eggs of what really happened to her never confirmed or denied yeah never confirmed or denied but we have footage of her sister going ham on her husband in an elevator Mm -hmm. and because we have that she budged an inch but i mean you can tell i mean something like that must have been so devastating for her Oh, yeah. She's been so careful with her public image. And I think that is what I'm getting at is that it's like her reputation is something she has been aware of and making decisions with that in mind since the very beginning. But like since the very beginning, since 11 years old. Since 11 years old. Yeah. 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 Speaking of this like Diplo DMing DJ I'm talking about, like it starts young for some people. Yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about that when someone is so certain about their calling, their passion, their purpose at that age? There must be something so freeing about that. But it's also in such a singular vision that you cannot fail. And to fail would mean literally obliterating your self-worth because there's no other option than making it. Like it's such... That feels really hard. Oh my God, it's such a conflict. Because I feel like when I think about you know the kinds of children that would be hard to raise like from the point of a parent it would be hard to raise someone that's like very unmotivated and has you know no idea who they are or what they want or generally can't figure it out but I think that the the flip side of that someone that at 11 decides that they're going to be a mega star that is so hard too Because as a parent, you're locked in. Like you are obligated to try and make that dream happen for them. And also just take it seriously. When Mm -hmm. someone is coming to you, a little person, even though they may be much younger than you, is coming to you and saying, I want this more than anything. I know exactly what I want. How do you, you have to take it seriously. Yeah. But also is that to their detriment to take it so seriously? I don't know. It seems like Tina Knowles, who I have seen at the Tartine right before you oh, arrived of course. yeah at the cafe at the cafe the local cafe tina knowles was what was she doing she was just having lunch with a friend gorgeous i know fabulous in a if you like said neon tina, green i'm a big fan she would have for sure loved it well i feel like she's a real model because she struck that balance at the same time that we're hearing about how beyonce was that very precocious 11 year old that had huge dreams she also did have sleepovers and Tina made sure that her life was normal. That she was at friends' houses. Like Tina made the costumes, did the drop-off and pickups, but was very insistent that Beyonce have a normal childhood. And Beyonce says that in the space. Yeah. The quote that she says, which I think is beautiful, and I actually can't imagine a bigger compliment to a mother. My mother is the balance. She's very strong and will say whatever she feels and protect me always. But she always kept me a normal kid. She made sure I had summer parties, made sure we hung out with our friends. Even after eighth grade, when we started being homeschooled, my father was more focused. He wanted it for me and did everything because he's my father and wanted me to be happy. She also goes on to say that Tina is like her best friend. I know. Which and it yeah. really stayed with me. It's, it's interesting. I'm finding at this stage in my life, I'm discovering a lot of complicated relationships between Children friends of mine and mothers. Yeah. 
And there's a there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there. My mum is a very powerful, very busy lady. And there is this collective understanding between me, my sibling and my father that we will get to her or get back to her when this is all over. But until then, she's just not going to be there and she's not going to have the bandwidth for us. And in my case, like there's no hard feelings for that. Like I feel no type of way, but it is a reality of like, I did notice a shift in how available my mother was emotionally or otherwise when she took on this role. And I think it's just rare nowadays to find girls that have like a best friendship with their mother. I know. I never, I never meet any. Although the other side of it is that I can, I have seen also how that can make things complicated. Really? The ones where you're like, my mom is my very best friend and she can do no wrong. I call her for everything. I call her for everything and she dotes on me. I feel like that, it's tough. I, I like, can I really don't awry. know. But I think yeah. it's, it's so beautiful when people are best friends with their moms. I have, like, I'm like, that's the sweetest. Beyonce really is in this yeah. moment. And clearly there's some unspoken tension with her dad that she doesn't want to address. But she's like, yeah, my mom is the balance. Like my mom is incredible. Yeah. It's very lucky, like what you were saying. Mm-hmm. to be surrounded by this and have this all go this way. And she is such a grateful and positive person. When I interviewed Chloe and Hallie, who are two of her sort of, oh my God, what's the word? Protégés. Protégés, yeah. But also Hallie is famously the little mermaid. Yes, yes, famously the little mermaid. When I interviewed them, they talked about how they have never met someone more positive and grateful and giving than her and how... Because now they're both off doing their own thing. Hallie got the Little Mermaid. You would think maybe that there's some tension or competition between them. And they said that she basically completely stomped that out in them. And she has a very famous sister, Solange, yeah. who is successful in her own right. Her quote was like, rising tides lift all ship. If yeah. one of you goes up, the other one comes with you. Yeah. And I just think that's beautiful. And they were just like, you don't understand like to be in a room with her. She is the sun. She is positivity incarnate. Do you know who else they say that about? Who? Chris Jenner. I believe that 100%. And that is another one of like blessings on blessings on blessings. Yeah. Like what we were alluding to earlier of like positive reinforcement. Like you think it, you believe it, it happens. It is who you are. It is what becomes your reality. Oh, wow. And Chris Jenner is honestly in some ways even more interesting than Beyonce in that she does not have any talents that you can see or hear. She's my dream. No, I admire her deeply in my marrow. How did she do it? She saw potential. I think she's got such an eye for potential, but she sends gift baskets. She's so aware of everyone at every point in time. I think she just has a masterful eye as like a connector. Yeah. And that is the talent is that she is, she knows business inside and out. She manufactured Kylie's success and then got out while the going was, she sees things as they go and just like puppeteers them into fruition. God, she is impressive. There's also a lot to be said around yeah. tax evasion and, of and other things. Oh, of course. But I think it's the same energy of wanting to be wanting to be remembered as the most polite person in every room. Yes. Most loving, the most kind, the most gracious in, in every circle. Lisa says about Beyonce, she is so polite, which yeah. is so uncommon for a superstar. I admire that. That is a goal I have, I feel like. At the end of my life, I'd like to look back and have no one ever have a story to say about me, of me like putting them down, or I'd like my record to show that I was kind to most. Yeah, I think that's doable for you. I think so too. You too, though. No. (laughs) 
I don't like the too perfect, too nice. Like it's I don't oh think my it's God. that fun. How funny though, because a lot of people do it because they're like, if I do this, everyone will like me. But you're here to say no. And it's like, that's no, that's same, not the answer. That's the same reason that like Beyonce is not my star. She's not my girl. When Kim started shifting, do you remember when Kim was like so, never said yes. a bad word. Yes. When she started speaking her mind, that was like, this is the Kim I can get behind. Oh my God. You're like exposure therapy for me <laughs> where it's like the little cocoon you've built doesn't work here. It's not like this actually doesn't buy you anything here. It's not buying any like goodwill no. from me. From you and many others. And when you... Like when you click, I know, I know. Wait, when you crack, that's when I feel most connected to you because I feel like I'm getting a real aversion. And you it's know true. that for me, authenticity is kind of everything. Like that's yeah. the thing I privilege the most. I've definitely put down, I've put down the curtains, the golden curtains with you. They're on the floor now. They're pulled at my feet. And all you have just is just me naked. Na- naked in a room. <laughs> naked in a room. Do and I have made a few mean cracks in your presence. Yes. Which is so funny. <laughs> no. There was a moment where we're in Europe and we were discussing like this woman who is on the trip and like really obnoxious and someone asked like I don't understand like is she a, like an influencer on the trip is she a model and Ivana goes no <laughs> and it was such an excessive no like Ivana could be like no she's like a regular person Ivana was like model <laughs> no and it has to be the funniest thing because it was something that I would never <laughs> no no you even you were like that wasn't necessary, was it? No. And then I was like, <gasps> me on the ground of a restaurant. But I am really dubious of people that are too nice. Like, and Chris like said that about you one time. We, I've told you that. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. I know. He was like, I felt like I was never really getting the real her because she was just like, hey, how's your day going? <laughs> and I was like, my day's kind of shit. Like, can I say that? Or do I have to match that energy? Of course. Thing. Okay, I changed my mind. My legacy will be different. Mixed reviews at the end of my life. And I'm comfortable with that i think your legacy should just be that you were kind when it counts yeah you showed up for your friends yeah you didn't have to be perfect and no one asked that of you because they're happy with you who you are and that is the problem i think it's that you can't be everything to everyone no and then you're actually worse to your friends as a result when you're trying to do too much it's the people closest to you that suffer the most always for sure and that's been like a hard lesson i think oh my god for both of us alone but like yeah the trouble saying no is a big one letting people down i really start i mean i said no to you today and it actually was so hard for me oh my god no don't worry about it ivana wanted to do like cold plunge sauna therapy and i was (laughs) like i think i'm stretching myself too thin i think i've got too much work and this will put more on my plate no and you were like oh okay absolutely yeah (laughs) and i was like okay no problem at all like i'm never pulling out of a date yeah you're not you are not a canceller you do not do it under any circumstances circumstances i feel like i've seen you like with the flu putting makeup on to like attend a dinner with 13 people (laughs) you're like it's too close i have to go i do have to go yeah i know just a lot of blush and (laughs) (laughs) cover anything up (laughs) yeah and i don't know where that came from necessarily either but i mean beyonce is that person too whereas she will not ever let the image drop no and i love the talk of sasha fierce which is something we yes. don't talk of anymore which is this image yeah her moment of freedom yes that's when she gets to crack yeah and not be like perfect church going houston girl yeah and i love what she said i thought there was so much nuance here i always held back in destiny's child because i was comfortable in a group and i felt i didn't have to do anything a hundred percent there were people on stage with me I would not lose myself or go all the way. 
So dangerously in love, she talks about that's when she went all in a hundred percent let go. She says, I just wanted people to really hear me, hear my voice and my tastes. For the first time, I wasn't afraid. I didn't feel limited. I wanted people to hear my range because I can sing like a rapper. I can flow. I can sing soul songs. I can do rock. And I wanted people to hear that. And this was like her also being more vulnerable, which is like truly exactly what we're talking about. She dropped the golden curtain because if you look at Destiny's Child songs, Independent Woman, Survivor, all of these are almost like caricatures of like, I can do everything. I have it all. I've got it. Strong independent woman anthems. Yes. Yes. And now she's talking about like, I want to like service my man. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Who adores her. But doesn't that remind you of the trajectory of like from your early days of dating until you get into adulthood? Yeah. When you feel comfortable within the roles of your relationship. I'm talking about like mostly like heterosexual relationships to be clear. But very early on, you're like, fuck him. If he's not going to text him, his luck. (laughs) Like it's that. And then you're like, you know what? He shows up for me and I can show up for him. Like if he's going to do this, then it's like give and take. Yeah. It is like the middle is always more mature. When you're so far on one side or so far on the other, it's like, fuck him. I don't care if he dies. It's like really one extreme. And then the other extreme of he can't do anything. I have to do everything for him because he's my little baby in the cradle and I do all his laundry and cook for him. Yeah. That's also pretty extreme. I think it's somewhere <laughs> in the middle. I agree. I also He does love... the grocery shopping. I do this. <laughs> Lord knows I will never do the grocery shopping. No. <laughs> uh, I came home and unpacked Chris's bag and did all our washing by the time we went I to mean, sleep on Sunday so, night. That's, and that's, that's your what gift. I'm going to do. That's your contribution. Because he cannot do that for the life of him. No. But I will never go to the supermarket. Because that is hell on earth. No, it's hell on earth. It's hell on earth. But I love what Lisa does here in the fact that this is like, oh my God, this has got to be maybe a 200, 300 word paragraph where it almost reads like she's switching into Q&A. She puts her questions in italics and does not pull out Beyonce's quotes in the sense of, I don't know, breaking up the text, right? With paragraphs. It's just one big stream of consciousness where she says to come out with crazy and love with the sexy lyrics and the video with Jay-Z, you must have been in love. <laughs> yeah. And then Beyonce replies, yes, it was very real. And when we did that video, everyone was like, who is that? Because for the first time I danced all the way, I let go. What a pivot. I know. What a pivot. So- she's going to be like, where's the cat? You guys are so sexy in that video. And she's like, yeah, I, I was, so- I'm so sexy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. She's masterful. She's masterful. Then Lisa goes on to say, you know, what about your famed ass shaking dance in the video? And then Beyonce says, I told the choreographer that when I sung the uh uh-oh part of the song, I wanted to do something like a signature dance that people would do when they hear it. I wanted it to be simple and repetitive. Stop her predicting the TikTok age. I know. This ahead of the game. 2005. She's like, what if we did a little choreographed dance that everyone could do at the same time? Yeah. Wouldn't that build community among strangers (laughs) in a club? she was she really was a visionary yeah and then lisa says do you see any conflict between being so religious and your sexy image she replies no it's a way of life for me what's more important to me is the way that i treat people what i think what i give to those people when i go back to houston and go to church and see those people i feel like the same country girl Mm. that's sweet i just love this whole thing like she just it keeps going it's like do you talk about your business with jay does he give you advice she's like yeah we give each other advice but we don't want to talk about business she's like what about your mom like it's just all in here i know not editorialized even slightly and when we say editorialized by the way we mean when a writer is being like she brushes her hair back 
and pauses like a fox sitting in a bush yeah. ready to pounce no says beyonce that's what editorializing yeah. is this is just question quote question quote question quote i know she lets her live she lets her talk and it's meaty there's real stuff in there lisa also talks to jay she, they're at a Grammy party, which, of course, Lisa is attending casually, sitting next to Jay-Z and just kind of throws in a question She's about Beyonce. such a VIP. I know. Wow. It's fab. Beyonce knows all the words to these Beatles songs. And Lisa's like, how? How? And he says, it's crazy. She's a student of the game. She's a student of all types of music. The sounds she can hear in music and memorize off of one listen are amazing. She has a wonderful ear for music. Knows if people are flat, on pitch, on tone. She has the whole thing down pat. Which, famously, her rehearsals are insane, brutal. Like, she can tell if, like, one person is doing something off. Oh, my God. Imagine being one of her backup dancers. I can't. And she's like, um, you who out of, out of step. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I saw. I know. Yeah. Yeah. She apparently would watch videos back of performances from the night before, and everyone would get a full page of notes the next day of, like, I noticed this happened, this happened, you weren't on time, this was a little off, this pitch was wrong, this, like, quick change was too slow. Okay, my question to you is this. <laughs> what do you think this woman will do when, like, she's 60 years old? Like, wh where do we go from here? So, I mean, right now, where we stand, she's on one of the biggest world tours happening concurrently with the era's tour taylor swift and people are showing up for beyonce as well she's had multiple fashion lines she's played she's headlined coachella i don't know i think that probably she will start businesses she'll back businesses i think that she would mentor she clearly cares a lot about mentorship i just don't know what's going to be enough for her oh i have no idea you i don't know? think anything will be enough when you when you talk about this scenario it almost sounds like moving into like a jay-z position it's like, mm -hmm, yeah. you know, becoming behind the mogul. The yeah, stepping behind the scenes, becoming the mogul type. Like Jay-Z's not performing anymore. But I think Beyonce is such a performer through and through. It's like, what's going to happen when her body fails her? Like actually where to from there? I think it's going to be a real reckoning with retirement if that's what ends up happening. Because for so long, she's really held on to this title of being the number one performer in the world. And I can't, Being the most talented performer on can, the planet. Can you see her with like a Vegas residency? Uh, yeah, for sure I can. Yeah. But, but a Vegas residency, again, like... Hmm. It's tough. I really don't know. To bring what she's bringing at these shows to Vegas, I don't know how that'd be possible. Like if you look at like a... If you look at like an Elvis residency, like he was really getting up and just like singing the songs and then clocking out... And I mean, even like an Adele, like what she's doing is obviously incredible, but she's not running circles around backup dancers. You know, it's her with a microphone. I wonder if Beyonce would be content with that, like just stripping it all back. And because be out of necessity, right? Out of the fact that like her body needs a break. I don't know. But then you have the pinks of the world that are like literally doing backflips. But pink is 40. So is Beyonce. No, but Pink oh, is young. You yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. I'm talking no, of course, like down no, the track. It's like, what? Yeah, because Pink, I can't imagine Pink continues in this way as well. It no. wouldn't be safe. Well, you just can't. Like, it's just you so can't. hard. Yeah. Unless you've done a lot of work to preserve your body really, really young, which they may have both. Yeah. But, yeah. And Beyonce, um, in one of the other profiles, talks about how she has everything digitized. Beyonce has been shooting footage of her life for the duration of it it seems like behind the scenes at 
recording studios behind the scenes, just her in her house. The interview that the journalist did was done on camera. So it's preserved. So yeah, because she has this digitized backlog, I feel like definitely we're due for some documentaries, some never before seen footage. I wonder if it's going to be a thing where at the end of her life, she gives it all to us or will the privacy remain forever? I don't know. I think it'll remain. I think she wants to preserve this person. Yeah, I guess you're right. She is superhuman. Yeah. And I don't think she wants us to see her as human. Like, I think when you look at, and this is obviously a frequent comparison, but I think if you look at Rihanna, Rihanna has profited and capitalized on the fact that she is so human. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, is going to do a beauty tutorial in her bathroom, whereas, like, Beyonce, like, won't do that. Won't give us that kind of access. You're right. But also, like, Rihanna is nowhere near the performer that Beyonce is. You know? That's true. Yeah. It kind of sums it up when uh, she talked about how, you know, a lot of her early performances as a kid was because she was shy. And uh, Lisa asked her directly, are you still shy? And Beyonce says, I'm not shy anymore, but I'm still private. I'll sit in a room in a corner and watch people. I don't have to be the person walking around with people looking at me. I've always been that way. I like to go to parties every once in a while and see friends, but I don't dance in public. Yeah. And I feel like that's imagine the, not dancing in public when I you have that oh my capacity God. as a dancer. I cannot. I have a fraction of this capacity, and I'm dancing everywhere that will have me. Oh, I'm jumping dancing. wildly, flailing. Yeah, I and I'm go. I'm going 100 percent in. I'm not. I'm not marking it as as we'd say. Sasha fierce on yeah. the floor. Uh, yeah, it's so interesting that she feels this way and the not dancing in public and not feeling like she has to be in the center of any room. It is clear. The privacy is a value of hers. Yes. And especially when it comes to her kids, the birth announcements have been iconic. Yeah. That's so constructed. Hey, but they are so, yeah, it is not being found out by someone else in a way that I don't know any other celebrity that has that ability to truly go into. And I don't know why she feels the need to do that. Like, I don't know why it all has to be so performative because if she would leak the news to people, I think it would be mutually impactful. I think we go back to that quote of like, she's in control. Like everything is on her terms. I then find it really funny. Like this, this is really contradictory. This quote here where she talks about like, people just know you from what they read. And she's like, there's no way I can know every person in the world. So when people meet me, they say that I'm so normal. If someone like spreads rumors about me, I don't pay attention to it. The one time it like gets to me is when people talk shit about like Destiny's Child because those are my girls and I blah, know. Blah, blah. But I just find that so bizarre to be like, I am such a normal girl. Like when all that you are doing is proving to the contrary in every in every area, like not just on the stage, like in the studio, but also on social media. Yeah, like, I was just gonna say in photographs. Mm-hmm. What? There's not a hair out of place. No. Like Beyonce, like still has the step and repeat backdrop for every single post yeah it's never just like her or even like a nice photo of her on vacation really like it's always like a photo shoot yeah is being received as normal a gift reserved only for those who know you to whom you deem worthy right yeah i think it's a really tough thing to value perfection and privacy (laughs) at the same time and that's really where it ends. The piece. Yeah, no, sorry. I really just kind of jumped no. ahead, but it just... No, no, that's so it. No, real. We, we went right there. She talks about, please she, don't talk shit on Destiny's Child. Yeah. <laughs> but Lisa also talks about like how incredibly overworked she is. 
Yeah. She went on tour, then took 10 days off mid tour, then did another two months of tour. During that time, she had to record songs for her new album, which I think was I Am Sasha Fierce. So that was Single Ladies yeah. in, yeah, 2006. Halo, for one. Halo, if I were a, bo- if I were a, a boy. boy. Single Ladies. No, you were right. Oh, yeah, right. Single Ladies. Oh, my God, yeah. wow. That's- so she was recording songs for this while on tour and filming, I want to say, Pink Panther? Yeah. And then... Dream Girls. <laughs> Dream Girls. No, this is absolutely insane. Like, this is not a workload that normal people... And we're no. Come, I... I feel like I have like a, a bigger workload at the moment and I'm complaining about this and this makes me feel... Oh my I God. can't compare. I shouldn't compare. No, because you makes- do not have the same 24 hours in a day as Beyonce. <laughs> you don't. We don't. Oh, it's just unreal. It's unbelievable how much she was going through at this point. The outfits were always perfect. The hair was always insane. I'm remembering a leotard with a fluffy jersey and a headband. Yeah. What was that from? Oh my God. And then Lemonade. To say nothing of Lemonade. Lemonade didn't really hit for me. Really? No. Wow. Mm-mm. Wow, wow, wow. I liked 7-Eleven. Yeah, I liked them all. <laughs> have you seen her live? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, I saw her and Jay-Z. I was, I was there for that tour when it, they were together. That wasn't at MetLife in 2018, was it? Yes, it was. I was there. Stop. Yeah. Were you with a brand? Mm-hmm. I was too. I was with Ivy Park. <laughs> okay, that's that's a good brand to be with there. I yeah. was with a beauty brand. Okay. Yeah. I did feel like a little bit like it was wasted on me. But I The was... run tour? That was it, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. On the run. On the run. It was good. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it did feel like I was like, mm, it's wasted on me. It was raining, right? Yeah. 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 Wow. We were both there. So many Our possible run-ins. keep crossing. I know. And they'll continue to cross. No, but this is how it really wraps. Like she is saying, I love to sing and dance. I love acting. Something that happens where I can do anything and I'm not scared. I'm just lost in the moment. And then one last italicized question from Lisa. How do you know you can? I don't know. I just know I can. That's that's the mindset. Yeah, that's that the is mindset. The, you that have is to have. the mindset. That's the mindset. I don't know how this all works out. I just know that it will. I don't know how I'll do this. I just know that I can. I'm telling you, this is what I've tried to reinforce to you over and yeah. over these past few weeks. I know. And I've needed to hear it. And usually I know that. You like that is like really a way that I live. And it, it is scary to me though that you can forget. And I think that that's what happened. Like when we look at a celebrity's bad bout, I feel like it's like all the times they've forgotten. <laughs> that's so true. Wow. We're all fallible, except for Beyonce. And it's the Virgo gene too. Yeah. Never slip. Never slip. Not no room for error. Never. Even if you're only with your mom in a room where no one would see you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Wow. My God. How do you feel now after that? I feel really good. I read this profile and I thought, kind of boring. And then I realized, no, like she has given so much for what she can. Like we usually read profiles with very juicy quotes, like lots of fun little writer inserts opinions snarkiness i mean we're coming off some very snarky profiles the last couple weeks but now i'm realizing this is actually very profound this is a gem this will never get this again but there are just a lot of lessons in here yes yes for us to take out which we're not really used to having and meaningful lessons Listens about family and career and the way that one approaches life relationships yeah like a push and pull with a partner not Honestly, being she's, not being submissive but also submitting when mm-hmm. you need to she's so wise for 23 she really is like that's 23 years old 23 years old because i was just so ugly and hideous at 23 
it just hurts me to know that she was so beautiful i mean she was so beautiful at 17 that's the one that hurts me the most yeah. it's like when i know pe- when i see celebrities that th- when they were 16 years old were the hottest person in the world i'm kind of like okay well you're on it you're operating at a different level than everyone else yeah because oftentimes i mean we can even look to the supermodels of today right like you we have yes. seen them get better like yes. posts like 21 22 23 like Kendall and Dua and Gigi, like these girls have gotten hotter as time has gone on. But the fact that Beyonce was at Beyonce's back at 23 is really remarkable. She's beautiful. And I hope she taught you something today. She taught me something. What did she teach you? Like what, what do you feel most connected to in terms of a takeaway? I think I I feel connected to, to the Virgo of it all of like this pursuit for perfection, but also seeing and knowing just I think how hard she worked and how grateful she was for everything that happened. Because I think where you can get really callous is when you work really hard and then you're not also grateful and feel it's because it's always such a mix of luck and work always for everything I think. Mm-hmm. And I think that there have been times where, especially like in the last couple of weeks where it's like, I'm working so hard, I'm working so hard and it feels like I'm standing in place And I think it only feels that way when you're not like, but look at everything that's good and look at everything that's working and look at all the ways that you can be like, thank God for all this. And what you've accomplished thus far. Exactly. And so I think, yeah, it's like you lose the message and she's just like somehow, no matter what seems to never lose the message of I work so fucking hard and I am so lucky for everything I have. Yeah. And I think that makes just longevity in career, in family, in life and everything. There's a certainty there. Yeah. Which is that when you have, yeah, exactly. When you have the work ethic and you have the talent, it's just nothing other than a recipe for success. Yeah. And when you couple that with gratitude, like you're truly unstoppable. And this is really what. Yeah. What's your lesson? What are um, you taking away? No, I, th- I think it's that. I think it's the certainty. It's the generosity mm-hmm. that she has. I really don't think she puts herself on a pedestal compared to other people. I think the only person in the ring with her is Beyonce. I know. And she's really like fighting to stay alive against this invisible competitor that is just her alter ego. Like truly. Her V Sasha. <laughs> Beyonce V Sasha. That's important. And the fact that she's she's obviously growing. Like she started out on this trajectory of being this voice of female empowerment. And she's evolving in the sense of like she's realizing that that looks different at different stages of your life and I really like that but she's just she's generous like she's generous like there's this moment that Lisa's like I could not do like the booty shake thing that you do in crazy love and she's like you could do it you absolutely could do it under no circumstances by no means does she ever be like oh yeah i know you i you probably couldn't but it is what it is she yeah. really she's really really open and she's really generous and i think that maybe is what carries her through into this uh new era of mentorship or whatever she chooses to do yeah in the coming i agree decades. i agree and that takes years i think if you've been ungenerous your entire life it's very hard to learn it later yes versus if that's something that you've imbued in everything you do mm-hmm. it only gets easier Honed. and easier yeah Agreed. No, this was really, this actually felt really, really special. I, cu- I could not have come at a better time at our summer above a, and Beyonce. It's a big summer for us. It's a big summer for her. 
not to compare but not, not. we've got a lot what? going on yeah so. a lot going on a lot going on we're on a tour of sorts yeah. of weird places around the world in america <laughs> but i mean this was be, this has been a very spiritual episode between i agree god has been chill to me i know to above and beyonce like we're really in the heavens we're right wooing. now we're wooing we're up from the clouds we're wooing down <laughs> woo girls wow well thanks for coming along on this spiritual road yeah this is us showing our grace and our gratitude we are and we will be generous and how generous and our, we'll be generous to you if you are generous to us on the patreon five dollars a month is not that much. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to give us five stars maybe we'll give you a little bit else <laughs> just take this lesson of generosity and take it right on with you to <laughs> <laughs> no. we really do hope you go above and beyonce today yeah and every day try just try just try once <laughs> try once and see what happens oh we gotta we gotta clock off my love we gotta go we yeah gotta go. <laughs> okay bye, bye. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.